Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, creator of Brand Builders Academy and the Amplify Accelerator. Right here on this podcast, we'll inspire you to become a bold and powerful voice in the world and claim your space with confidence. You can be bold and go against the grain to become the creative rebel you want to be. Forget average, it's time to level up. Hey, lovely. How are you? Welcome back to the podcast. I am excited to dive into part two of the three-part series. Obviously, last week we talked about magnetic magic. This week we're talking about aspirational desire and then we'll be talking about done energy. So I cannot wait to share this with you. This is one of my favorite things to think about and talk about and you'll see why in just a minute. But I hope that you're doing well. I hope that life is good. I am either away on holidays or about to go on holidays when this is going to be published. And the reason that I'm saying that is because I want to be dropping more episodes for you. So there will be at least one episode a week. But every now and again, I'm like, I want to drop some more extra bonus episodes too. So make sure that you are subscribed on whichever app you use so that you don't miss it yeah because with the bonus episodes with the little like smaller ones we may not do a whole show notes page thing so you don't want to miss out (laughs) that's the main thing and also obviously I want to remind you that if you want to jump into BBA before the end of the financial year then you can do that by going to suzechadwick.com forward slash BBA 22 to get the special bonuses Otherwise, just go to suzechadwick.com forward slash BBA if we're past the 30th of June. And one of the key things for me is that with Brand Builders Academy, it's a place where you can really start to stretch your thinking and start to get somebody else's eyes on your business and get the support you need to go to that next level to grow, to develop, to pay yourself more, to do more of the things that you've been wanting to do, but maybe have just felt really stuck and alone and not able to. So come and join me, come and work with me in Brand Builders Academy. I love my clients in there. They're so gorgeous. We have an amazing community and get your business to where you want it to be. Yeah. Stop waiting, start doing. Let's go. Okay, so today we are talking all about aspirational desire. So what is aspirational desire? Aspirational desire is when you have someone or something on your vision board. It's something that you want. It's something you've been wanting and you've been thinking about for a while. Yeah, you know that you, when you have the money, when you're at that stage of business or life, then that is the thing that you're going to buy that that's the person you're going to work with. That's the thing you're going to invest in. You have a longing for it. Like you want it. There's a desire there. It's like you're aspiring to have that in your life. Yeah. So that is what aspirational desire is. And so anything that is on your vision board is an aspirational desire. I remember having an Audi four wheel drive on my vision board for a really long time. And then Five years ago, I got it, but it was something that I looked at every day and thought, one day (laughs) I'm going to buy one of those. So we wish for it, we want it, we work for it. And so the question is, what can you do to become 
an aspirational desire for your clients? What a great question to ask, no? How can you become the thing that is on your client's vision board? So I get messages in my DMs on Instagram from people that are like, Suze, I'm coming for BBA. I am going to be joining Amplify in like a month's time. Like I am coming for you. I know that I want to work with you and it's like on my vision board, I'm coming for you, which is just the best thing ever. And so I do think that there is a way for you to think about how you can do this. And the first thing, obviously, is to make sure you've listened to last week's episode on magnetic magic, because when you create magnetic magic, then aspirational desire isn't far behind. When you create all the things that we talked about last week in magnetic magic, yeah, walking to the beat of your own drum, showing up fully as yourself, being bold, being a leader, telling great stories, really building that connection, being super clear, all of those things. If you can do that, then just know that the more you do that, aspirational desire is not far behind. And so because I want to make this practical, like I did with with Magnetic Magic, is that I wanted to share five ways that you could build aspirational desire in your own business. I'm sure there's lots more, but I just want to keep it simple so that you can start to think about this. So the first thing is understand who your clients want to be both now and in the future. I'm going to say that again. Understand who your client wants to be both now and in the future. So we buy what we want to be, do and have. Just think about that. We buy what we want to be, meaning if I work with you, then I'll be this type of person. And luxury brands understand the human psychology of buying so well. People aren't buying expensive things. I'm not buying that bag. I'm buying what it says about me. (laughs) So when I had the Audi on my vision board, I'm being really honest with you here, It's not because I needed a car to take me from A to B. Obviously, I could have bought like a $20,000 or a $10,000 car that could have gotten me from A to B. No, it's because in my mind, and everybody's different, but in my mind, when I bought that Audi, it would be a symbol of my success and who I want to be in the world. Yeah, so I'm a person, this is what I say to myself, I'm a person who drives the luxury cars. I'm a person who loves to have nice things. Now, whether you agree with me or not, it doesn't matter. That's my desire and my internal story. And so you've got to think about what your client wants for themselves, what they think about themselves, what their internal story is. Yeah, so first of all, think about that. What do your clients want to be? And so I'll give you another example is that, you know, when you've got the groups that are all heart-centered, so, you know, heart-centered entrepreneurs, people who are heart-centered and um, heart-led, things like that, they want to be seen in the world. They want to be a force for positive. They want to make sure that they're seen as somebody who is all about the other people. 
Yeah, they're very heart-led. They're very, in, it's like words that come to mind are intuitive. I've got an image in my mind as well. And so I want you just to think about when it comes to your clients, who do they want to be? So my clients, when I think about them, they are, they are a bit of woo and a bit of do, yeah? So they believe in things like manifestation. They believe in be, being intentional. They, once they work with me, they understand intentional thought creation. Like they believe that they have the ability to change their lives intentionally. But they are also quite structured in regards to they know that they want to be profitable. They want to learn how to manage money. They want to understand the things that they can do in order to move themselves forward. So I understand when I look at my clients, I know who they want to be. They're super down to earth. They love a good time. They love to connect. They love community. They want to be part of something. And so by me understanding that, I understand What are the sorts of things that are true to me that I can communicate that builds that aspirational desire for them? The next thing is understanding what they want to do. So what do they want to do in life? What is it that they're kind of trying to get better at? So if I buy the thing, whatever that thing is, then I'll be able to do something. Yeah. So if I buy the course, then I'll do my marketing better. If I buy the new laptop, then I'll be able to work faster. If I buy that particular training thing, then I'll be able to train my dog better. So sometimes we buy because we want to be able to do something. And then the next thing is understanding what people want to have. Yeah. So this can be tangible and intangible. The first thing is what do they want to be? The next thing is what do they want to do? What do they want to get better at? And then what do they want to have? So if I buy the thing, then I'll have more time. I'll have more money. I'll have more status. I'll have better hair, better communication skills, better artistic skills. And then when I have that, then life will be better, more fun, more enjoyable, easier, whatever it is that we tell ourselves. So those are the three things, yeah? So when we are looking at aspirational desire, intentionally building it, understand who your client wants to be both now and in the future. So who are they now and who do they want to be in the future? Who do they want to be? What do they want to do? And what do they want to have? And so if you can really understand that, then you're going to understand your audience much better and be able to communicate them in a way that really resonates for them. And so things that you could do, you could do a survey with your audience. So I got a survey from a client this week asking about my experience working with her as a photographer. So when we ask our clients questions and we get great answers, then we can start to understand how we can make our business better, how we can connect with our ideal dream or cream clients more. You know, what is it that they loved and what did they not love? So we can also ask great questions about what they want for themselves so that we can understand the be, do and have more specifically. I talk to my clients so much that even as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I have heard them say, like, I really want to do this. You know, I really want to have more clients. I really want to have more confidence. I want to be more courageous. I want to be able to pay myself more. I want to like be 
more connected with my clients and what I'm doing with them, etc. And so even just in everyday language, when your clients speak to you, I want you to start listening for how they're speaking to you, what they're actually saying to you. When I was at the huddle talking about this, I had so many people that came up to me afterwards and they're like, Suze, I want to be more courageous. I really want to do more of the things that I really want to do. Like I've got this idea and I know I'm holding myself back and so I really need help on how I can do more of the things that are my goals. And I'm always hearing those words. I want to be more like this. I really want to have more freedom. I want to have more time. I want to have more community connection, whatever it is. And so when, if you do a survey, when you speak to clients, I just want you to hone in on that. Yeah. The second thing is to really understand why they want to work with you and what is it that they want when they're working with you. So something that I think is really worth understanding is why people work with you and what drew them to you. So this is not about an ego boost, although it's always very nice to hear, but it's understanding that if there is something in particular that a lot of people say really inspired or attracted them, then you can think about how you use that superpower more often and maybe in different ways. So I want you to think about that. When it comes to aspirational desire, there will be a reason why I'm drawn to somebody and they may not know it. Yeah. So even as I think about it now, there's one person who I'm like, one day I'm going to work with her. Like I love her. And why do I love her? Because she's fierce. She comes across as super confident. She talks about the things that I love. She's like way, way, way ahead of in business than I am. And I just love her personality. I love like the way that she talks about what she talks about. And so for me, I have an aspirational desire to work with her. Now, when people are interested in you, and there's different ways that you can do this, but when people are interested in you, I really want you to once again, listen to what it is about you that made them kind of connect. And a really simple question is, I always ask, so where did you find me? And people will normally say the podcast or Instagram or something like that. And I'll say, what was it about me that kind of, that made you get in contact? And I think that's a really neutral question. Like, I don't think that's a big deal. I think it's a really interesting one because I think that if I went to somebody and I wanted to work with them and they asked me that question, I'd be totally fine. Yeah. So the first question is, where did you find me? Which is always good to know. The second question is, what was it about me and the way that I work that made you book in the call or that kind of drew you to me? And people will tell you what it is about you that made you so attractive to them. And when you think about your clients, and I think this is a really good exercise to do as well. When you think about clients who you love working with, don't be shy to say to them, what was it about me that really drew you in? I'm trying to articulate more like what it is that I do, who I am, how I work that attracts clients like you. Yeah. So don't be shy to do that as well. If you've got great clients, ask them great questions so that you can understand what it is about you that really attracts people. Because sometimes I don't think we can see it. I do think that, you know, the way that I am, 
the fact that I'm quite colorful, I'm bold. Obviously, the things that I talk about attracts the clients that come to me. But I just think there could be things that I'm missing. There could be things that people really resonate with that I just have no clue about. Yeah. So I think that that's a really good exercise to do as well. Number three is build a clear connection between what your client wants and who you are. So once you understand what they want and need and how you meet that need, and I'm just going to put a little caveat in here, is that it's not about pretending. This is like, this is you being really you. Yeah. But when you understand what they want and how you meet that need, not how you're trying to meet that need, but how you meet that need, then you'll be able to find your best fit client. Yeah, so they are the ones who, when they come to you, what you do really resonates with them. They're that client where they're just like, you're my person. So just remember that the right client is the client who wants to work with you and they want what you have without any drama. So I want you to think about that. Number three is build a clear connection between what they want and who you are. And it's about you showing up fully as yourself, which we talked about in Magnetic Magic but then also aligning that with what your client wants, the right client, the client who you want to work with, who wants to work with you, where there's a fit. And so how can you use it in your business? So with the feedback that you get in whatever form you do that, whether it's conversation, surveys, whatever it is, think about how you can start weaving that more into your copy, how you speak to your audience and how you identify them. So if you followed me, you will know that I'm a big believer in naming and claiming your audience. So I work with women who are doers. You want a step, you want the steps to grow your business, but you also know that you need the personal support to make that happen. Yeah. So I know who I want to work with. I know what they're like and I name them and I claim them. And so by identifying your audience, when they hear you speaking to them, then they know that you're their person. You get them, you understand them. The more you can align with your audience and remember it's about being authentic and genuine with this as well, then you'll find clients who you love working with and who love working with you. And I think that's a big thing. I think really, you know, thinking about, am I being really specific and talking about the type of people I want to work with? And niching is really interesting. I have opinion on this as well is that sometimes you can say, I work with this type of person. And if you are very specific, your product and service is very specific with who it it delivers to, then that's fine. But let me give you an example. So for example, within Brand Builders Academy, 90% of my audience are service-based businesses. So they're website designers, copywriters, coaches, consultants, etc. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter what it is that their business is. It's more about who they are, what they want, and how Brand Builder Academy helps them. Yeah, so by me understanding who my audience is and how I serve them, it means that I can speak to that. And so the more that I talk about the doers, the people that want to get ahead, that want to have the step-by-step you know, instructions or support on how to grow their business, then you know, BBA is for them. And so I think that if you can start to really identify who your clients are, then when you speak to them, they're like, yes, you're my person. Because you're so massively aligned, you end up being the person on their vision board. 
Number four is that I want you to believe that clients want to work with you and that what you have is highly desirable. Now, I actually think that this is massively underrated. When I see somebody who is super confident in themselves, in their business, in what it is they're offering, like they are beaming. They're like, I've got the thing. Like, this is amazing. That is highly desirable and it's highly attractive. And so if you don't believe that what you have is unique and different and serves your clients, then you're already on the back foot. Because at the end of the day, we want to work with people who believe in themselves. They believe in themselves. They believe in us. They believe in their product. Yeah, you don't want to work with somebody who's like, well, I kind of think that maybe this could help you. No, you want to work with somebody who's like, this is the thing that you want. This is the thing that you need. And I do believe that that courage and that confidence is super attractive to your audience. Yeah, so that's what they want. They want you to be confident that what you have is for them. They want to know that you think that your thing is highly desirable as well. So you need to think about how you're showing up in that way and what you're actually doing that shows that you believe in your product and service and that you believe in yourself enough to get them the result. So are you doing what you need to in order to show up in full belief of what you offer? So how you apply this to your business is you work through this yourself. Yeah. Out of 10, if you gave yourself out of 10, one being very low, 10 obviously being the highest, how much you believe in yourself? What what would you give yourself out of 10? How much you believe in your product? What would you give yourself out of 10? How much you believe in your clients getting the results when they work with you and buy your product? What would you give it out of 10? And you need to start to work towards being at the top end of that scale. Because I can tell you now, people who sell a lot of their stuff, they believe wholeheartedly in what they're selling. They believe wholeheartedly in the transformation that they're giving their clients. They believe wholeheartedly in what they're putting out there. And we can tell, like if you're like, meh, this is my thing, people can tell. It doesn't become something I aspire to want. It's not something I aspire to desire if you don't believe in it yourself. And number five is learn from your aspirational desire. So think about the people you want to buy from and write down all of the things that you love about them and what makes you want to buy. Write down all the words that you would use to describe them and think about what is it about how they show up that makes them so desirable to you. Then start to think about how you could do it in your own way. So what could you share with your audience or maybe it's more about how you're sharing it that can have an impact. And so I think that when we see ourselves, when we see what it is that we love and what we respond to, then we can start to ask ourselves, well, how would I do that? And once again, use it as inspiration. How would I show up? How would I share like that? How would I adopt that and adapt it to my business and what I'm doing? And obviously you don't want to be mimicking other people, but I just think that being inspired by what's working and what you really are attracted to, I think is a great fit as well. So for example, for me, I there are certain people on Instagram that I love. I love the way that they're doing certain things. And so I'm using that more in my business where I'm like, I really love that. That really 
connects with me. And I think that if it connects with me, then it'll connect with my audience as well. The way that they're doing that, the way they're shooting that video, the way that they're, you know, creating content, whatever that is. And so just take a look at the people who you really admire and without copying, think about what is it about them that really attracts me. And it's may not just be obvious things. There could be other things. It's like how they make me feel. Why do they make me feel like that? When somebody inspires me, what is it about what they're saying and what they're doing that's that's inspiring to me? Yeah, what is it that they're saying and why does that connect with me? And I think that once again, if we can be a bit self-reflective here, then we can really think about how am I creating something that other people, they want to be part of? And I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, creating a movement and building a community and really understanding that community and understanding the people that want to work with you and going a lot deeper with it. And I think that when we stop and we listen and we do deep listening and we really hear, we don't we don't listen to respond, but we listen to hear what our clients have got to say. That is where I think the magic is. That is where you really get to understand what your client's deep desires are. And if you can speak to their deep desires, you will build aspirational desire in them. If you've got any questions on aspirational desire, then let me know. I think that it's a concept that at the moment, like if it's new, you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do that, Suze. But I've given you some really great questions. I've given you some examples. So maybe go back and listen to this again and start to think about what do I need to do and who do I need to be in order to show up in a way that builds aspirational desire in my audience. That's it for another week. Amazing to have you here. Just remember, you can always connect with me on Instagram at Suze Chadwick. If you've got any questions, I am here for it. Happy to answer them for you. Feel free to share this episode if you got a lot of value out of it. And I cannot wait to see you next week back here on the podcast.